man, I am so glad you guys are here. I'm so honored that you're here. Thank you so much for my my cake. We'll eat that later, and and my card and my my uh, balloons. Those are awesome. Y'all are awesome, and I I just I love you guys more than you will ever know or could imagine. And um, I'm just I'm so glad you're here this morning. Been praying for you a lot this week. I hope you've had a great week, and I hope that today is is the start of a great week in your life. And that's what we're praying for. That's what we're excited about this morning. So look at your neighbor and say, "It is so good to see you today." Then look at your other neighbor and say, "It's going to be a good day." Awesome, awesome. Well, my name is Ryan. If you're if you're new with us, my name is Ryan. I have the honor of getting to hang out with you guys on a, a pretty regular basis, and I, I love uh, to hang out with SDS. You guys are awesome, and uh, I am so glad to see what God has done over the past few weeks is today we are wrapping up our Made New series. I've been really loving this series of we, as we have just been kind of crawling through 2 Corinthians chapter 5, getting to today uh, in chapter 6. I'm really excited to see what God may do today in the hearts and lives of you students this morning. And then, uh, and then next week, I'm really excited about what's going to happen next week. This series, straight out of context, you don't want to miss out. Um, it is just going to be really cool how we're going to take, we're going to, we're going to do several of these throughout the year, how we take scriptures and it's those, those verses that we, we take out of context on a regular basis and we're going to put them in context, talk what it's about and uh, really uh, break it down. So I'm really stoked about next, next uh, Sunday. So make sure that you're here and then we're going to dive into a new sermon or a talk series after that. So Today, we, we just need to start off today, if you don't mind, just having a little honesty circle. Can we do that? Can we, can we, can we have a little honesty circle this morning? Is that okay, Daniel? Is that all right? I, yeah, it's a trust, what'd you call it? A trust tree. That's good. We're going to have a trust tree, like, like branches. Is that, is that, okay. All right, so we're going to have a trust tree. So here's, here, but, but we have to, we kind of, I'm sure in a deep, dark, it's not dark, it's just deep down thing this morning. So can we kind of lean in? Can we kind of lean in on this? Can everybody kind of lean in? Can we kind of lean in on this? This is serious. So serious that I'm telling everyone right now. <laughs> I struggle with procrastination. I know. My name is Ryan Garrett, and I struggle with procrastination. <laughs> thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Anybody else struggle with procrastination? Any fellow? Pro oh, my goodness. So many. Give your neighbor a high five. Procrastinators, do it now, not later. Some of you will be like, I'll give my high, high five later on. We'll, we'll get to it later on. Man. Man, <laughs> man, I, I know it's strange, but sometimes, man, that procrastination gets the best of me. There are so many things that I need to do, but I'll just get to it later. You know what I'm saying? I'll just, I'll, I'll get to it later. I'll just, it's, it'll, it'll happen later. That's extremely hard when you're in school. And it's, it's really horrible when you wake up and your head comes off the pillow and your science project is due. It's like, 
Oh no, <laughs> that's due today. I have nothing. I'll never forget, there was a, like a science fair, like an environmental science thing that I had uh, to do in middle school. I'll never forget this. And I was like, oh my goodness. I, I literally woke up that morning, had nothing. And I, I told myself, I get to it eventually, I get to it eventually, get to it eventually. And I had nothing. So I went into my closet and I pulled out a matchbox car. I'm like, I'm going to do this. This is going to be the best invention ever. And so I pulled out this matchbox car and, and I worked fast. And like in 30 minutes, I came up with this thing and got to school, even put it in a shoebox. Because, you know, all science projects or like uh, presentations have to be in a, a shoebox. So I put it in a shoebox. Well, first I went outside and got some grass and then put it in a shoebox. And then I put my matchbox car in the shoebox. And this was one of those cool matchbox cars that the doors opened up on the sides. Oh, yeah. It was like sweet. And so I get to class and I'm like, and the teacher's like, you know, Ryan, it's your turn. Okay. Got this. <laughs> so I had cut the sides out of the shoebox and I folded the shoebox down and and they're like, oh, it's a, it's a matchbox car on grass. That's great, Ryan. What is this? Well, I was thinking, what if you invented a car that when the doors opened up, there would be lawnmower blades. And when you drive down the street, the door would open up and cut the sides of the street, the grass on the side of the street. Some of you are going, that's genius. Yes, it was so genius that a few years later, I'll never forget sitting in my house watching a show called Monster Garage, and this, this auto mechanic builds a Mustang with the doors that come out, and it cuts grass. Stole my idea from middle school, and I made nothing from it. Procrastination, I was, man, procrastination, and we all, we all admitted earlier, we all struggle, most of us, most of, there is that 1% that, uh, that has it all together, Johnny Crumley, and it's like, <laughs> he's, he's, everybody, they're, they're, it's just how it is, everybody else, we, he's not in here so I can talk about him, so it's, we, we, we all, everybody else, we struggle with that. We struggle with that procrastination and we get to that and we say the most perfect day to start a job is tomorrow. The most perfect day to start a job is tomorrow. And we get to that point where like, we'll just get to it later. And, we, and, and, and the struggle with it is we have good intentions. We're like, we really do want to, this, want to do this, but we get busy. And we feel, we feel that gap or that void in the stuff that we should do with things that uh, could probably wait. And then it gets us off track. And then we get caught up in the moments of life. And it's like, well, we'll just get to it after a while. We'll just, we'll worry about it later. Well, the struggle and the tension is in our spiritual lives, too many of us struggle with procrastination. And some of us have, some of us are struggling with procrastination. And Paul talks about in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, how you do not need to struggle with procrastination. Do not wait, do not worry, don't go another day. And we're going to talk about these verses, so I'm really super excited. Again, we have been praying for you that today would not be a day where you procrastinate, that today would be the day for some of you. And so we're really praying that God would just illuminate your hearts and 
eyes to see his call on your life and you might answer that call this morning. Let's pray together. God, I love you so much and I thank you for these students. They are so, so awesome. I thank you for what you're gonna do in this place this morning. And God, most of all, I thank you for your word. We can't get around verses like this. We can't cut them out of our Bibles. We have to talk about verses like this because, because you have a call on our lives. And for some of us, you're calling us, maybe even today, to answer this call. And so, Lord, I pray that today would be one of those days where our hearts would be open, our minds would be open, our ears would be attentive, that we would not maybe distract our neighbor this morning, that we might hear from you, God, and leave here changed. The biggest fear that we pray that, won't hap- that, that, that could happen is that someone would come into this place and leave here the same way they came in. God, we want change to happen. And that change doesn't come from a praise band. That change doesn't come from a man standing on stage. That change comes from the Holy Spirit. And so, Lord, that's what we want this morning. Move among our midst and speak to us now. And it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 6 if you're not already there. If you need a Bible, we would love to give you a Bible. Just slip your hand up. That's our free gift to you. You can take that home if you don't have a Bible. But we want to ask that you turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 6. The cool thing about Sundays and Wednesdays are... We will always use our Bible. That's what, whether it be in here, whether it be in big church, we will always use our Bible. So if you don't have one, we would love to give you one as a gift, just a free gift from us. There's something about having like a physical Bible that just rocks. So man, if you don't have one, let us give you one. We would love to give you one this morning. But let's take a look at just two verses and let's dissect it. And then we'll kind of bring it back on how it approaches us, how it, how it meets us where we are and today, how we're in these, in these two verses, all right? Let's take a look at this. Verse one, as God's fellow workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. Verse two, for he says, in the time of my favor, I heard you. And in the day of salvation, I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Bless you. Now is the day of salvation. He opens this verse up, these these two verses. He opens this up and just straight up encourages the believers. So if you're a believer in this place, this is meant for encouragement to you. This is one of those verses that you need to find encouragement. If, if you haven't been encouraged all, even more so over the past few weeks through the scriptures that Paul has kind of shown us, Man, today you ought to be encouraged about what God has done in your life. And that's what we're going to talk about in our table groups here after a while. But he says, as God's fellow workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. The problem with the Corinthians and what had happened with our Corinthians, or with the Corinthians, if you're taking notes, that you can kind of jot some of these notes down. The problem with the Corinthians and what was going on is, is they were trying to do a lot of stuff to gain the salvation of Christ. They were trying to do, even, even though Paul had already said he was, you have been reconciled with God through Jesus. There's nothing else. Jesus wins. There's nothing else in the midst. They were still trying to do other things to gain this salvation. You know, doing the right thing in their mind to get that salvation from the Lord. And the problem was they received a lot of the salvation in their head and not their heart. They had a good understanding in their brain, 
but there wasn't a life change. And there wasn't down deep. And he says, you don't need to receive God's grace in vain. Now, you know, we need to talk about grace for a second. Hopefully, you understand what grace means. If you don't write this down, it's real quick definition. We, uh, I have the honor of, of teaching a small group on Monday mornings. We talk about this, the difference between grace and mercy. But grace is getting something that you don't deserve, getting something you don't deserve. I rem I'll never forget sitting uh, in my home church in, uh, in Loganville, and it was like in a little chapel, and the, there was, we had like this lady, I forget her name, but she would, she would sit right in front of me. She was just a little sweet, old, <laughs> old lady. I mean, she was old old but she was sweet and for a little kid she was sweet because one she was always nice and always turned around hey sonny you know it was, but she would always be that lady who turned around and gave you a peppermint like that lady was she was she was what do you call her goat she was she was the goat right is that is that how goat she okay <laughs> Retract that. We'll delete that out of the podcast. So, but anyway, so she would always turn around and give me a peppermint. And I was always that kid who would be like, you know that kid. Some of you, please don't, please. As we're sitting in the student section today, please don't be this kid like me who takes that peppermint and tries to be quiet and opening it, you know, and you open it super slow and it's super loud and you're like, oh, I'm being so quiet, but you're like, <laughs> You know, don't be that kid, please, please don't be that kid. Don't be that kid. But, so I'll never forget one time we were at the end of the service and we were praying and her Bible like flopped open and, and she was sitting in front of me in the pew in front of me and her Bible was just laid open. And she had this word grace and I'll never forget it. Write this down, I don't want you to forget it. One of the easiest ways to remember grace, God's riches at Christ's expense. Out of the peppermints and out of the sweetness of that little old lady, I'll never forget what she had written in her Bible about grace, God's riches at Christ's expense. That's what grace is. And Paul says, as fellow workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. There was a price for his grace. And that was sending his son to the cross. Because it was God's riches. He gave us his riches at Christ's expense through the cross. And he's saying, Corinthians, don't, don't do this. But then he goes on to explain and quote scripture out of Isaiah. In the time of my favor, I heard you. And in the day of salvation, I helped you. I called you out. He's saying, don't forget about that call. Don't forget about that call, Corinthians. And then he reminds them in that, that for everyone, there's a call. Some of us answer it. Some of us don't hear that call. But he says, I tell you, and he goes on to say in the end of chapter six, I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now or today is the day 
of salvation. We can't get around this because he's so strong and he's so passionate and he's so compassionate with the Corinthians that he doesn't want them to miss it. He doesn't want them to miss the fact that for some of us, today is the day, or for some of them, today is the day. He says, don't miss it. Don't wait. Don't procrastinate. Today is the day. And, and for the Corinthians, maybe there was some of the Corinthians that said, well, I've made these good life choices, or I've made these good things, and, and maybe I've, 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 I knew Christ, and I've received him as my Savior, but maybe I've messed up, and he's like, no, 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 this is first time. This is life change. This is, this is something that's today. It's not like you've messed up and you've sinned and you have to come back and ask for forgiveness. This isn't a recommitment or a fresh start. He says to the Corinthians, today is the day of salvation. Don't wait. Some of you have received it. You've answered the call, and God has come down in your life, and it's been huge. And, but for others, you don't know that. He's saying, and today, you need to make that. Today, you need to make that decision to answer the call that God has on our lives. And so how that meets us is, for some of us in this room, for some of you in this room, you've answered the call. You've received God's grace. And you've, you've accepted. It's not you've went and laid down things at the cross and then picked up Jesus. You just said, I'm going to take that free gift of salvation and I'm going to accept it and I'm going to live for him. And even though I mess up, I'm not going to take advantage of the grace in vain and, or take God's grace in vain. And I'm going, to, I'm going to take that and I'm going to walk that out in my daily life and I'm going to try to strive to live like Jesus and I'm going to do what I got to do and I got to say what I got to say. Even though I might fall down, even though I might slip, up, even though I might make mistakes, I'm still striving to know Jesus more. And that's how you know. That's how you know. You want to know how you are saved? You want to know how you, you, you know that the salvation is in you of Jesus Christ? Is that you have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has entered you. Ephesians talks about you are sealed in him. You are marked with the Holy Spirit. And the cool thing about that Holy Spirit is he will guide you, he will direct you. He's the counselor. And that's how you know. But for some of us in here, but for some of you in here, you may have made a decision with your head and not your heart. I'll never forget, I heard a man who was, who was sharing the gospel say this one time, so many people miss heaven by 18 inches. 18 inches. That's the distance between your head and your heart. And so many people miss heaven because they procrastinate. They say, well, I'll get to it tomorrow or I'll get, I'll get to salvation tomorrow or after I grow up a little bit or after middle school. I'll get serious about it and ask Jesus to save me after high school or after college or when I have a family. I'll get to it then. Why, why now? Well, James talks about that life is so fast, it's almost like going out in the morning time and you breathe your breath in the air and you go, and that mist that comes out, that steam, that vapor, that's how long life is. That's, that's, that's the, the, the length of our span in the grand scheme of things. That's our life on earth. And for some of us, we say we'll get to it tomorrow, but tomorrow's not promised to us. So my fear is that we might procrast procrastinate on the wrong thing. And we don't want to miss this. 
Because one of the statistics that I've always gotten right, and I've never gotten this wrong, I'm not, really, I'm not good at statistics, I'm not good at math, I, I struggle, I have a tip calculator on my phone because I can't do math. I mean, it's like, these things, I, I, this one I get right 100% of the time. 10 out of 10 people will die. 100 out of 100 people will die. 150,000 out of 150,000 people will die. 147 million out of 147 million will die. One out of one person will die. And my question to you today is that God forbid that day happens soon. Have you made the decision? Not in your head. Listen, your salvation is between you and God not between your church and you, not between your family and you, it's between you and God. Have you made that decision between you and God and said, God, look, there's a hole in my heart and it's shaped like the cross and I want that to be filled by you, Jesus. And for some of you today, this, a crowd this size, I'm not, I, I say this to encourage that today, for some of you, someone in here could be the day of salvation. Today could be the day. And my biggest fear is that we'll leave here and say, we'll get to it tomorrow. We'll get to it another day. We'll get to it another time. But today could be the day of salvation for you. And the angels rejoice in heaven because of you. Because you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Not for like the 30th time, not for the fifth time, not, no, today would be the day that you put a marker in the, in the, uh, in the ground at Ebenezer Stone and said, today is the day, February 21st, 2016, I asked Jesus to save me and today is the day that I answered the call from the cross of Christ. Don't miss heaven. Don't miss it. Don't miss the call. Today is the day for some of you. So in a moment, just in a moment, here's what we're gonna do. We're about to break up and go to our, our, our table groups. For you believers, I'm gonna ask, for you believers, you know Jesus has saved you, he's called you out, he's made you whole. For you believers, I'm gonna ask that you head to your groups and you have one question that your leaders are gonna talk to you about and they're gonna share a little bit and they're gonna talk about salvation. And they're going to talk about what it means and how has that salvation changed you. And I want you to talk about that. This morning should be an encouraging dialogue between Christians. This should be an encouraging conversation between believers. This should be an encouraging talk among friends who know Jesus together. But for some of you, I'm going to invite you. If you say, Ryan, today, today, I don't know Christ, and today I want to make a difference in my life. I want things to change. Today, I want to make that call, that commitment to Christ today. We're not going to bow our heads. We're not going to close our eyes. We're not going to stand. Today, I'm going to ask you to do something different. As everyone leaves, as everyone goes to their table groups in just a moment, I'm going to ask that you just stay in the loft. I want to ask that you just kind of hang in here for just a minute and let's chat. Me and some other leaders, we would love to talk to you about this, but here's the deal. Don't miss out. Don't miss out. If you say, well, my friends, they'll make fun of me. No, they won't. No, they won't. Well, I get there late. That's okay. That's okay. 
They can start a conversation and when you come in, man, they're gonna rejoice with you. So if that's you, we wanna invite you just to hang out here in the loft today. Let's pray. God, I love you so much and I thank you for this morning. God, I pray for those who know you, Lord, I pray as we go that we will understand your call and we will talk about it. And God, we will be encouraged by each other. God, for those who don't know you, today I pray that they, they really truly don't procrastinate. They don't wait till tomorrow. They don't wait till the next moment. That today would be the day of salvation and they would make things right. God, I pray that if there's anyone here that needs to know you, that they'll just stay in this room and we can chat. Not by works, it's not by stuff, it's not anything else but by you, Jesus. So Lord, I love you and I thank you. And it's in Jesus' name.